0: My thought process was, I want to rip off the Band-Aid. I already feel awful right now. Like I feel like my whole life has changed. I feel like there's someone out there that I should have known that I never got to know yet.
1: Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I'm your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an Ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for Not Parent Expected or Non-Paternal Event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. And welcome to episode 58. I wanted to spend a minute at the beginning to talk about uh, an article that was released this week on Severance Magazine. It is a Q&A they did with me about my podcast. Um, let me pull up the link here. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's called Severance Magazine. I'm going to put it in a, a link for that in the episode description. Um, but this is an online magazine. And um, I'm also wondering if it's called Severance Magazine. No, that wouldn't be the way to pronounce it. I'm not certain. This is a magazine, let me pull up their mission statement, that it's for us. It's for people with DNA surprises and family secrets, NPEs, donor-conceived, adoptees. Uh, They have, let me pull up the about us, about severance. This was a magazine founded by BK Jackson. Um, she herself had a DNA surprise. She says, severance is a magazine and community for people who've been separated from biological family. It's for anyone who's fallen out of the family tree and made a hard landing, who's learned they're not quite who they thought they were. And um, I adore BK Jackson. You can find her and her magazine online. She also has a Facebook page and an Instagram page, and I'll make sure and put those resources on the episode description. When I first found out I was an NPE, one of the best articles I've ever read that I really identified with was on Severance Magazine, and it was called After a DNA Surprise, 10 Things No One Wants to Hear. And it has 10 things no one wants to hear. Things like, oh, your dad's still going to be your dad. And what's another one people say? Don't air your dirty laundry. Um, You know, all those things that we all hear and hate or cringe. (laughs) We do hear these things. They are common. We identify with them. So thank you to Severance Magazine and to BK Jackson for writing so eloquently about this topic. And I have an NPE who's willing to share her story as well today. And today I am speaking with Diane. Hi, Diane. Hi. Thank you, Diane, so much for being willing to share your story today.
0: Yeah, no problem. I received
1: an email from you months ago. And all you said was, I'm ready to tell my story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's kind of a long one. So <laughs> bear with me. I will. I will. I,
1: I appreciate you doing this today. You know the format. Um, and I, I believe you're local to me. Did I did you call me from a Minnesota number?
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I'm like probably two ish hours south of you. Oh cool.
1: Okay. So, so um, I'm in
0: I'm in, in Minnesota, but kinda just barely by the Iowa border.
1: By the <laughs> Iowa border. Got it. Okay. So go ahead and give us your, your background. Start at the beginning. Um tell us, you know, when you were born and about your family of origin and take it from there.
0: Okay. So um I was born in nineteen eighty three. Um, my original family, uh, consisted of, uh, me, my mom and my dad. And then, uh, two years after I was born, they had my brothers. My brothers were twins, um, but they were premature. So one of them passed away. So I had just like at birth basically. Um, so I had just one brother that, uh, I kind of had growing up. Um, they, they both kind of worked jobs, but um, we didn't have, per se, a lot of money. Like, we started out in a, tra- a trailer park and um, moved up from there. My parents actually got divorced when I was five. And uh, and then, so, it was just me, my mom, and my brother. Uh, we saw my dad the the typical schedule, you know, every other weekend. Uh, when when he first moved away from us, um, he kind of lived with my grandma, so, his mom. So we he would work a lot on the weekends. So even though it was his weekend to see us, we didn't necessarily see him the whole time. We we spent a lot of time with my grandma, and then when I was about. Uh, seven, my dad remarried. And um, we still went to his house kind of every other weekend. But then he would be out working in the garage. And so we'd spend a lot of time with my stepmom. Um, so I really didn't have a, a super close relationship with my dad. It was kind of like he claimed me as his kid, um, and paid child support and whatnot, but we really didn't like spend a lot of quality time together. And then when I was, uh, 13 and, uh, my little brother was about 10 or 11, he decided that he wanted to go live with my dad and my stepmom. So then it was just me and my mom. So my brother moved in with my dad and my stepmom. Uh, They had, they then had one child of their own when I was 10. That's like a little backwards, but um, they had one child of their own when I was 10. So I grew up having a half sister on my dad's side. Um, So their family was them four. And then I was with my mom. And I would still go visit occasionally, but, like, there was always something. I still wasn't really close with my dad, and he kind of made me do the work a lot of the time. You know, whereas your parents should want to call you and talk to you and spend time with you occasionally. You shouldn't have to seek them out, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, yeah. that that was kind of my thought. <sighs> but um, so once my brother moved in there... Um, it was really different. Um, I always was really very independent. Um, and my mom, she, she kind of, you know, sometimes did her own thing and kind of had, you know, friends and she would spend time with friends and there was some marijuana involved. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's kind of like once I got to probably age 11, 12, 13, she decided I was pretty independent and she was gone all the time. And so then not spending that much time with my dad, I I, sort of raised myself almost in a way. Because uh, once I became a teenager at some point, I just wanted to, Spend more time with my friends, so I didn't go out of my way to always make my visits over at my dad's house, and no one did anything about that. I guess <laughs> um, it wasn't necessarily easy to want to go there all the time. I also didn't have the greatest relationship with my stepmom. She would uh, she would say things like she would introduce us to people, and she would say, "This is my son, and my daughter, and my stepdaughter." So my brother was her son, but I was her stepdaughter oh. because I didn't choose to live there because she didn't like my mom or because I have no idea why, you know, <laughs> that's just the way it was. And, uh, they would go on family vacations to like Wisconsin Dells and not even invite me. Oh. And and I was a teenager. I wasn't like grown up or 18 or on my own yet. You know, they would take family pictures without me. Um, it seemed like I wasn't always informed on what was going on at their house. <laughs> you know, they're just it, it was a little bit of a disconnect. Um, so I never quite felt like I fit with their family, and I guess there was a reason for that. <laughs> um, so, uh Okay, so then uh, I ended up, I was really close with my grandma, my dad's mom, because of the time that we spent with her um, a lot. So uh, sometimes if my stepmom treated me unfairly, it was almost like my grandma tried to compensate. We had more of a mother-daughter relationship than a grandmother-granddaughter relationship,
1: Hmm.
0: I would say. Uh, my stepmom once specifically told me to my face that when when they pass away, that uh, this is how things would be divided, she said, and she said that my brother would get all of my dad's things and my sister would get all of her things, including her house, and I would get a hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why do you tell a kid that? I mean, <laughs> oh. and uh, terrible, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so you know, she's been my stepmom since I was seven. So, from age seven to about 13, every year it was tradition that on Christmas Eve we would go. To her family's house to celebrate Christmas because that was the night that they did it. So it was my step family, you know, my extended step family. And when I was about 13, uh, she told me that her family didn't have enough money to buy people extra presents so that I wasn't allowed to come anymore. And I just remember, like, looking at her crying and saying, I don't, please, I don't need any presents. I just want to go, you know, because I just wanted to be included. Because how do you do that? <laughs> so um, that's kind of how it was there. So that's a big reason why I never went out of my way to spend extra time with them. Oh. And my dad really didn't do anything about it. Like, he he wasn't cruel He just wasn't, you know, he just wasn't anything. He, he just let things be however they were. So, um, so when I was about 19, um, I was kind of over my mom's shenanigans and her not really being there anyway. Uh, so I had been working since I was 15. So when I was 19, I finally decided it was time to move out. So, um, I got... An apartment with some friends, you know, like roommates, so we could make ends meet, basically. Um, I met my husband when I was 21. Um, we had kids. I went to college when I was 30 because I didn't really have the means to do it when I was 18 because I didn't really have a lot of parent support. Um, so I decided when... You know, I was pregnant with my third child and had a mortgage. That's a great time to go to college. So that's what I did.
1: <laughs> wow. Good for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that that was only seven years ago. So, <laughs> but um, uh, I always was kind of the family historian and, and had a passion for genealogy. And that actually stemmed from my dad's mom, my grandma. Uh, she was always very much like that. Like she had family trees and she had old newspaper articles and old obituaries and old photos and all that family history stuff. And since I spent so much time with her, like that really became a passion of mine as well. Um, So at the time of taking an ancestry test, I already had a family tree on ancestry for probably, I don't know, 10 years, I'm guessing, and I had, like, 1,500 people in it. I mean, I had done all kinds of research. This is just something I like to do, and um, I was interested in the, the DNA test a few years ago because I thought, just how cool would that be, you know? Like, that's so fun because it's just part of my neat hobby that I like, you know, and we never, like, we do pretty well with money and we've, you know, done pretty well for ourselves, but I never felt like we had just like the extra money to just blow on that. Cause it seemed just like a, an extravagant expense, not something we really needed to do. Um, so, uh, we came into a little bit of extra money and I was like, Oh, they're, they're on sale for $59, you know, and this was, um, this was November of 2019. So this was just a year ago. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, so I even got one for my husband too, just for fun, you know, like everyone does it for fun. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so we got them and like, I thought it was really cool, but I wasn't like so jazzed up about it you know you get busy with life and with kids so it it kind of sat they sat on his dresser for a couple months till January um and then I was like oh shoot we better do these you know because I don't know if they expire or anything you know if they go bad or anything like that. So I was like, all right, we better do these. I don't want to waste the $59. So we finally did them um, and sent them off in January of this year. So of 2020, Um, I got my results in February. Uh, I started like, kind of like I was, I knew the DNA matches was a thing and I'm super interested in this. So um, I didn't do what a lot of people do, which is like, look at their uh, ethnicity and then skip everything else. I mean, I looked at everything right away and I kind of have a researcher brain. Um, Like I'm an accountant, so I really like to dig into things anyway. But so I started on the first day I got my results. I start looking at um, my matches And my first, my highest match said it was a first cousin and it was a name I didn't know. And I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. But I kind of chalked it off to, well, like maybe someone had a baby and put it up for adoption. I don't know what happened. So my second cousin, I didn't recognize. And I'm like, well, that's pretty logical. You don't always know all of your second cousins. I mean, depending how close your family is. And so I just like, I kept scrolling down and I saw a few from my mom's side and I'm like, oh, look at him. I know him, you know, and saw some names that I recognized. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'll look at this more later. And I just kind of put it down and then I got a message. And the message was from this first cousin name that I didn't know. And he said, hey, listen, so I was adopted and I was wondering if you could help me find my family. And this wasn't out of the ordinary to me because I already had kind of had a weird thought that, oh, maybe this person's adopted. I don't know their name, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't seem extra strange. And because I love helping people and I really have the, the bug for genealogy, <laughs> So, so I was like, oh, sure, this will be fun. You know, it was like, I can solve a puzzle. I can do detective work. And, and, you know, um, I had kind of already figured out how ancestry worked. And I had already looked at like the centimorgans and the relationships and things like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can try to help you with that. You know, I said, yes, yeah, right away. And so I started, um, Looking at, I started looking at the matches we had in common, me and this mystery cousin. And um, right away, what stood out to me is I saw one match that we had in common uh, was a second cousin that I have on my mom's side. So I was like, oh, awesome. We must be related on my mom's side, you know, mm-hmm. first thought, you know, cause I met you match so-and-so and I know him in real life, you know? And so I'm looking, so I'm like, okay, so I just need to go to my tree and I need to just build branches further out on my mom's side and I'll figure this out, you know, cause it's a pretty high match. So he's gotta, he's gotta be somewhat close to me, you know? I, I wouldn't have to build up like seven generations or anything. And so I start looking and start building out matches and I'm just not finding anything that works. And I'm like, okay, well, this is not working. Like I'd spent several days on this because I want to solve the puzzle. I want to figure out the right answer, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, I spent several days on it and I wasn't really getting anywhere and I was like, oh, well, Um, so my cousin, the one that the name that I know on there that we match to, um, we'll call him Adam. And so I called, um, I was like, what if I call Adam and ask him, you know, what it looks like from his side? Like how many, how many CMs does he share with mystery cousin, you know? And so on and so forth. I said, maybe that'll help me. So I called Adam and I'm, I'm talking with him. And I was like, hey, listen, I wonder if you could share your tree with me. Because remember, this is a cousin I know in real life. So he's actually my mom's cousin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I know him and I know how we're related and everything. So I was like, hey, yeah. Um, I said, so will you share your list of matches that you have in common with him? And so he did, and I didn't get time to look at the email right away, and as I'm looking more and more, I figured out that if you have one or both of your parents' tests, it will sort your matches for you. So it'll tell you mother's side or father's side. So, um, so I was like, oh, that'll be even more helpful, you know, and I hadn't even looked at his list of matches he sent me yet. And so I got a hold of my mom because the tests were still on sale. And I was like, hey, mom, I have this cool mystery I'm trying to solve. You know, um, I have this cousin that reached out to me and I don't know how we're related and I'm trying to figure it out. And it's like a cool mystery. And I was like, I wonder if I buy you a test. Are you willing to test so that I can sort my matches and it'll make it easier for me to help this guy? And she was like, oh, yeah, sure, that's fine you know, (laughs) I said, okay, cool. So I bought my mom the test. I still hadn't looked at the email from the other cousin or put much thought into it. And so, um, we got my mom's test and she took it and we sent it back and I'm still like building things out. And I, I kind of vaguely looked at, I finally looked at the email from Adam to, to see, um, what matches he had in common, but I didn't really like, I didn't closely compare them to mine yet. I was just trying to see if there was any I recognized, you know, so I just kind of skimmed it and I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know who these people are. So then we're waiting for my mom's results to come in and I, I'm looking at my matches list some more and I see the second cousin match named Sarah and, um, I reached out to her and I was like, hey, I don't know how we're related. Um, would you mind sharing your tree with me so I can see the names of living people to, in order f- to help me figure out how to research it, to figure out how we're related? and she's like oh yeah sure you know she's just in her 20s and she just was a really sweet girl and i found her on facebook and everything and she's like yeah no problem just right away was willing to share her tree which was super helpful um so she was also in common with mystery cousin so i have this cousin that i verified is on my mom's side that is in common with him and then i have her i don't know how she, i'm related to her but she's in common with him as well. So I took her tree because she's my second match. And I, I think they call, I don't know if they call it a mirror tree, but I took her tree and made my own version of it. And then I, I took our other matches in common, mine and Sarah's. And I tried to figure out how they related to her. And so I'm like, if I figure out how they relate to her, maybe that'll help me figure out maybe how they might relate to me, you know? And so I'm building and building her tree and then, um, my mom's results come in and my mom does not match mystery cousin. (laughs) And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. (laughs) How how do I have a match on my mom's side that matches him, but my mom doesn't match him? <laughs> so I was like, somehow he's got to be on my dad's side. How weird. <laughs> like, I don't get it. And um, so then I went back to the email from my cousin Adam, and I'm looking. And the only match in common that we have on each other's lists with Mystery Cousin is each other. So Adam's list has me and a whole bunch of people that I don't relate to, but they do relate to this Mystery Cousin. My list has Adam and a whole bunch of people he's not related to, but Mystery Cousin is related to them. So, <laughs> in in some weird twist of fate, we figured out that uh this mystery cousin, his biological mother is on Adam's father's side and his biological father was on my father's side. And Adam and I relate to each other on our mother's side. So it makes a big circle. <laughs> So it's really weird. But even though I figured that out, I still hadn't figured out yet that my dad wasn't my dad. Because I didn't know exactly who his father and his mother were yet. I just figured out that must be how the relationship is, you know? Like, we must have... Just by accident, me and Adam happen to be related, and each one of us has his parent on one of our other sides. Um, so, as I'm figuring this out, I'm still building on to this fake tree that I made based on this second match that I had. And I found a second cousin match that I had in common with her. So, it was someone I'm related to. And she is too. And it was from her great grandmother's sister. And I was like, okay, so I fine. And then I found another second cousin match that was related to her and me from her great grandfather's sister. And so this is a married couple. <laughs> I can't share DNA with second cousin A and second cousin B unless I share DNA with both of this married couple. (laughs) Like, logical reasoning, you know? Mm. And so I looked underneath them, and they had four sons. And all four of their sons were within one the youngest one with was in, was within 7 years of my mom's age and then he had three older brothers and so i knew that like it couldn't be a further down relationship so i called my mom and i said mom <laughs> which one of these four men is my dad <laughs> and she was like what do you mean? And I explained the whole second cousin circle. Like, listen, I can't be related to person A and person B unless I share DNA with both of these people here in the middle, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And um, she paused for a minute and she, and this, this all took a long time. Like this was, uh, it was May. <laughs> so I had got my results in February and this was May. So I had been working on putting all these pieces together, you know, having my mom test and different things, talking to my cousin Adam and doing all of this stuff since for three months, trying to figure this out. Oh. And uh, she she paused and I could hear her, you know, breathing get weird and, and she started crying a little bit and she was like, I didn't know. And I was like, what do you mean you didn't know? How do you not know? And she said, she's like, I didn't know. She said, I, she said, I was like, well, how did it happen then? Um. She said, she explained to me, she was with my dad, the one I grew up with. They broke up for a tiny, short little time. She went to one party and was with uh, Tom, my bio dad, one time. And she immediately got back together with my dad. So she didn't even know she was pregnant yet. She says she assumed that I was my dad's. Uh, I don't you never can 100% know uh, what people's true intentions are but I mean enough of me believes her because I put I put myself in the shoes of if I am 22 years old and I am someone who drinks and parties and smokes pot and I go have a really quick one night stand with someone and then come back to my long-term boyfriend. Would I necessarily be counting and keeping track of when my cycle is? And like, they didn't have the same birth control then and different things like that. Maybe she didn't know. I don't know. But then the other part of me says, if she did know, If I was 22 years old and I was in that position, what would I do anyway? You know, I mean, people, I don't want to make excuses, but people are scared. People are, you know, she probably thought, like, maybe I don't know. But if I, if I tell someone, you know, this could mess up everything, I don't know what she was thinking. And I probably won't ever, you know. Mm -hmm. I've I've asked her, but if, like, I just, I really feel like she didn't know because I didn't have a great relationship with my dad growing up and, and my stepmom. And for when my mom was around, like, we were close and she told me things that, like, she acted more like a friend than a parent. So I just kind of feel like she would have said something at some point. Even if she wouldn't have when I was under 18 because she needed child support, I don't know what her reasoning was. I feel like she would have told me when I was an adult, Mm -hmm. you know, if she had, if it had honestly dawned on her that it was a thing. And then when I had asked her about, well, which one of these four guys is it? You know, my hunch said it's probably the youngest guy because He was seven years older than my mom. His next brother was uh, 10 years older than him. So that would have made that guy 17 years older than my mom. And then the other two brothers were older than that. So it's not like that can't happen, but it was more likely to be the one that was closer to her age. Um, But I didn't want to lead her in case her memory didn't quite remember. (laughs) So, um, I just told her all four names and I did it in a super random order too. I didn't even do it in birth order because I was like, I really want her to come up with which one is the right one out of her head (laughs) (laughs) without me leading her in case she didn't remember. And, um, and she did have to think about it for several minutes since she, but she told me. She's like, it, it's Tom. I was like, you're sure? And she goes, yeah. And um, I, you know, asked her how did this happen? And she said, well, there was just a party one time in Wasika, And I was like, okay. <laughs> and she just told me the thing, like, that she didn't know. And she's like, I bet you think I'm a horrible person. You know, what? what they all do, basically. Mm-hmm. They make it about themselves for a minute. And she says, I bet you think I'm a horrible person. Um, I didn't know. And she's like, what will people think of me? And I said, who cares? <laughs> and, and she's like, what do you mean? And she's crying. And like, like, part of me wants to feel bad for her. But at the same time, I'm not someone who dwells on things. So I was just ready to figure out who this person was and like move forward. So I just said, Who cares? I said, You know, I don't know. You said you didn't know. I'm going to choose to believe that you didn't know. And so I was like, I'm not upset with you. I just want to know who this is and figure this out. No one is going to give a crap what you did when you were 22 years old. This is not. 1955 anymore you don't have to worry about having a besmirched reputation or anything like that and I, I just was like no one's gonna care you haven't been with my dad since I was five years old so it's not upsetting anyone's relationship
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I just kind of was like stop being ridiculous and I'm gonna move forward with this and she, uh, she said, she goes, now, wait a minute. And I was like, what do you mean? Wait a minute. She goes, don't you want to think about things before you blow up your whole life? (laughs) And (laughs) I was just like, I feel like my whole life has already been blown up. Like, how much worse can it get from this? You know? Mm -hmm. And I had already been crying off and on and you know, some rational people might say, like, oh, you should wait and you should think about it for a few days before you contact anyone. My thought process was, um, I want to rip off the Band-Aid. I already feel awful right now. Like, I feel like my whole life has changed. I feel like there's someone out there that I should have known that I never got to know yet. If I'm already upset right now, like, why do I want to be upset, get over that, and then maybe have to be upset again? I don't know how they're going to react when I get a hold of these people, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So my thought process was I'm already, you know, feeling out of control with my emotions right now. Why not just rip off the Band-Aid and call these people and see what happens? That way, if I have to deal with all these emotions, I can get it all over with in one fell swoop. Just to get everything squared away and to confirm things, um, I figured this out. But at the same time that I had ordered my mom a test, I had ordered another test for my dad as well. Because I figured even if I didn't have my dad take it, maybe I would need someone else to take it or I would just give it to someone for a gift, you know and so just to get everything squared away to make sure I really was on the right track with everything I was seeing, which I don't see how I wouldn't be, but, um, I wanted to ask my dad to test and, but I used the guise of that. I was, still trying to help this mystery cousin and I wanted to have my matches sort better, you know, and if your parents test, your matches can sort better. And I already knew what the results were going to be. Um, because I had already figured this out, but, uh, uh, so I had him test. He, he agreed to it and he said, well, let me know how it comes out because I, I really do think that even though no one told me for sure, I really do think that there has always been a question of my paternity. I just didn't feel it. Like, I, did, I didn't see it. I didn't think that it was real. I I feel like that could have had a lot to do with why my stepmom treated me the way she did. Um, but I always grew up getting told, you know, oh, it's okay. You don't look like your dad. You just look so much like your mom. And it wasn't, like, this crazy stark difference. Like, I have dark hair and blue eyes. My dad has dark hair and green eyes. My mom has dark hair and blue eyes. I mean, I wasn't, like, this kid that stood out where <laughs> where I was blonde and, you know, or had olive skin or anything crazy like that. I mean, I just didn't have features of my dad, per se. But they just explained it away. Oh, you look enough like your mom. You know, that's why. So, That's what it was. Um, So meanwhile, while all this was happening, uh, my grandma was not doing well. This is my dad's mom. Um, And so I had to go uh, every Saturday and sit with her because my dad, she couldn't be alone anymore uh, because of her health issues. Like she was basically on her way out. And so every Saturday I had to go sit with my grandma and stay with her because my dad was with her all week because he's an only child. So that was the other thing that stood out right away when I had a first cousin match that I didn't know who they were. My dad's an only child. I don't have any first cousins on his side. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, So I'm taking care of my grandma and, you know, spending lots of time with her. Uh, because she wasn't doing well. And, and this is in May of this year still. And, um, you know, her and I would talk as much as we could, and we'd go through old photos, and she'd tell me who they were because she knew that I was very interested in all this family history. And when I found this out, the the last few weeks that I spent with her were, were very hard because um, I kind of felt like a fraud. <laughs> you know because in her heart she was my grandma and in my heart she was my grandma and i don't think anything would have changed but um uh we decided not to tell her because it was just enough for her anyway with what she was going through already um so after after my dad had tested before his results had even come in is during the time when I pieced all this together. So at this point, I once I knew who my dad was um, from what my mom told me, I looked at the DNA matches again and it all fit together. I mean, it all fit perfectly. The girl whose tree I was using to build a fake tree, she ended up being the daughter of my first cousin. So she was a first cousin once removed. Um, Once I started putting things together even more, mystery cousin turned out to be the son of my biological dad's brother that he never knew he had. So not only would my bio dad be getting a surprise of me, but his brother would be getting the surprise of a son. (laughs) Now, was this Adam? No, Adam was my cousin on my mom's side. Yes. This guy is just mystery adopted cousin who we were trying to help. And so uh, this mystery cousin, we'll call him Luke. um, his, uh, His biological mother turned out to be on my cousin Adam's side. But his biological father was on my father's side.
1: Oh wow. Confusing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we we found who they both were. We found who his parents were for him as well.
1: You figured this out without a, a DNA angel or anything? You guys just from looking at CMs and matches, you guys y- figured it yes, out? Yes,
0: yes. Wow. I'm I I've since become a search angel myself because I, I, I I'm really good at this. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You are smart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um okay, so <laughs> I'm I'm taking care of my grandma and I figured all this out. My dad's DNA test had been sent off, but the results had not come in yet. This is my dad I grew up with. I didn't need the results to come in because once I pieced all this together, I knew what was what. Um so then in my head I felt like I'm not a person that can keep secrets. I'm not a person that can lie to people. And if I want to pursue this to try to figure out who my, like, to find my bio dad and talk to him and try to see what he wants to do or if he wants to know me, then I need to tell everyone, you know? (laughs) That that was my thought because I, I, I didn't want to have this just not in my stomach and just be keeping this from everyone and trying to live these two lives and meet these people and then have everything not be able to be open on one side or the other because of the other side can't know, you know, that didn't seem fair to me or to them or to anyone involved. So I decided regardless of how it goes, I have to tell my dad. So, uh, he was coming to take over for me one night, um, for being with my grandma. And, um, I told him, and this was before his DNA results came in. Cause I didn't need them to, you know, I knew what they were going to say. And I, I said, listen, so, um, I got the results and, you know, I, I couldn't even, like, say the whole words because I was crying. <laughs> even, even though we weren't close, like, it, it's still kind of emotional, you know? And um,
1: yeah.
0: so I just said, he's like, yeah, and, you know, what did it say? And I was like, you're not. I just said you're not. Like, I just, I couldn't say the whole thing. I, I just said you're not. And I was shaking my head and, and crying and uh, he, uh, he didn't really have that much of a reaction. I mean, he was just kind of like, oh, and, uh, um, he said, he's like, well, you know, nothing changes, you know, like they want to say to you. Um, yeah, but that didn't turn out to be true later on. <laughs> So he told me nothing changes and I was like, well, you know, how do we handle this? Um, Do you want me to tell Susie, which is, you know, his wife? And do you want me, you know, I have to tell my brother and my sister that I grew up with. And, and he's like, uh, he's like, we shouldn't tell them yet because like, you know, they're very irrational and his wife's not very kind and he didn't know how they were going to take it anyway and uh so i was like okay i said what about grandma and he said he's like i don't think we should and he said i don't think anything would change for her so we're not going to tell her she doesn't need another thing to worry about and you know i agree so <laughs> so we chose not to tell my grandma um in the meantime during one of our visits you know she had uh given me her wedding ring. And she said, here, I want you to have this. And, you know, that was really special to me. She only had three grandkids. So it was me, my brother and my sister. And I was the oldest and I was always like the one she was closest with. So I was like, okay, you know, so I told my dad right away. I said, Grandma gave me her wedding ring, just so you know, you know, because I thought, like, when something happens to her, we were all kind of planning for that. Like, she was on her way out. When something happens to her, like, I knew they would need it. And he said, That's fine. He goes, Just put it in a safe place and, and, you know, we'll, we'll get it when we need it and whatever. I said, Okay, good. And then, uh, so, about a week or so, uh, or maybe, you know, it was just a few days before my grandma passed. Um, I was down at her house, and my dad was there, my stepmom, and my sister. And I'm sitting outside, you know, taking a break from being inside with her. My dad's inside, and I'm outside with my sister and my stepmom. And my stepmom says, well, you know, we need that ring back. I said, I know dad told me to put it in a safe spot. You know, I did things in backwards order, but (laughs) so, so I had, I had went and finally had a conversation with my, my stepmom and my sister and told them what was going on and that dad wasn't my dad. And they said the same thing. He said, like, they were very nice about it and they were like, Oh, nothing changes. And I'm like, okay. And so then, fast forward to, this was about a week later when we were sitting outside my grandma's house. And uh, she said, we're going to need that ring back. I said, okay. And she goes, no, you're going to need to bring that ring back because I am the daughter-in-law and that belongs to me. (laughs) And like, I didn't even know what to say, but I didn't want her to see me get upset. So, um, I just said, that's a, that's a terrible thing to say to you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So I I just looked at her and I said, okay. And she goes, okay. I said, yeah, okay. If you're that person, I'm not that person. So, okay. (laughs) You know, that's a thing. That's not a person. And I'm not about to let you get to me or fight you over something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So obviously something changed for her. She said nothing changes, but you know, who acts like that? <laughs> yes. wow. So, yeah. So then, uh, so this was June by now, um, mid June. And uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. I'm so out of order with this. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm like, wait, I have to go backwards. <sighs> so, okay. So the day that I had talked with my mom and she told me who my dad was. Um, I looked online and found him on Facebook, but I know people on Facebook don't get messages. Like it's not very common or often that they do. So I'm like, I'm not going to go that route. Cause I can't, I couldn't stand the thought of sending a message into the great unknown and just waiting to see if someone gets it, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, So I found him on Facebook. I saw his wife. I saw his other daughters. You know, I found all of them. And so I knew who they were, you know, a little, a little light creeping as people do. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, okay, all right, I got to call him. I got to figure out how I can find his phone number. So, um, you know, there's Mm whitepages.com. So like you go on there and you search, and usually the people's phone numbers are blurred out, and it says, "If you pay such and such amount, um you know you can see it and it was like five ninety nine a month, and you can cancel it any time and I'm like, "Um, I think this is worth six dollars. I'm just gonna do this this feels this feels worth six dollars to me." <laughs> So, so I, so I got myself a subscription, um, to see his number. Well, then it showed me the number and, and it wasn't a good number. Like it, it wasn't his number. And I'm like, oh shoot, now what? And so then, uh, I was like, one of the sisters, I'll try one of the sisters. You know, I was I wanted to get hold of someone right away that night. So I had known because I had found Put them together in Ancestry so I knew who was what and where and when. So he had had one daughter before me from his first marriage. They had gotten divorced and then he had a small gap of being single, in which I happened. And then he got remarried or got married to another lady and then they had three more daughters. So five daughters, <laughs> including wow. me. Wow. Yeah. And so. I was like, okay, well, the daughter from his first marriage, she might feel more like likely to be sympathetic to me because she doesn't have the same mom as the other girls, you know, so maybe I'll reach out to her. Um, So I did. So I sent her a text and I'm like, hey, is this Amy? And she's like yeah who's this and I was like um can we have a phone call and she's like yeah but who is this I was like no I really think we should have a phone call because <laughs> I wasn't about to explain over text message hey so I'm your long-lost sister so she's like okay fine you know and and so I called her and I told her everything and she's like she seemed very skeptical, like she's a very, more of a hard-nosed person, um, so she seemed a little skeptical, but I was like crying, I was like, I promise this is true, my mom told me, and the DNA, and this, <laughs> and I'm sure I sounded, you know, super crazy, Um but then so she's like okay can I do you care if I call my other sister and talk to her about it and I was like no I don't care you know I would have agreed to anything because I was kind of feeling desperate (laughs) so I was like yes of course do what you need to do (laughs) and so she called her other sister my sister Becky and um She's like, Becky wants to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. So then I'm sitting here thinking, am I going to have to be gatekeeper and go through all four of these sisters before I get to my dad? Mm. And um, so I talked to Becky and it was, it was so weird. It was instantaneous. Like we'd known each other forever. It was so easy to talk. She's like, you sound like my other sister. I was like, I do. (laughs) What? And uh, we talked for like 45 minutes. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to talk to Amy and we're going to talk to my mom and dad. And I was like, okay, great. And she goes, "Um, you know, you might not hear back from us till tomorrow. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And uh, so I was just sitting there going, oh, it's going to be such a long night, you know, because it'd be nerve wracking to wait to hear till tomorrow. But one detail I had given her over the phone that my mom gave me, is she said, uh, I said, what do you remember about him? Like anything you can tell me, you know, asking my mom, what do you remember about Tom? And she said, I remember that when we were together, he had just gotten hair plugs. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Because he was only, he must have only been like 29. I was like, really? (laughs) Yeah. And she goes, yeah, I remember. I said, you're sure, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm sure. I remember that because he to- he had to tell me because he had to be careful w- with his <laughs> hair plugs. <laughs> and I was like, that is so weird. And so I told my sisters that when I talked to them on the phone. I was like, my mom remembers they met at a party. They were together one time. She remembers he had hair plugs and they're both thinking I'm super weird. They're like, uh, no, what? <laughs> he never had hair plugs. And I'm like, okay, well, um, that was one detail that really solidified it for my dad when they called him because they called him and they're like, yeah, she said you had hair plugs. Isn't that weird? And both him and, and Kathy, my stepmom were like, well, yeah, he did. <laughs> they're like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. And um, so it, I, I didn't have to wait a day. They sent me a text message after that. And they said, hey, he wants to talk to you. I was like, right now? Is it too late? It was like nine o'clock at night. And they're like, no, it's not too late. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so I called him and I talked to him and his wife on speakerphone. And they were like, so it was so awesome. I mean, they were just so normal and you know, warm and welcoming. And I was like, is this real life? Is this really what this is gonna be like? He's so in intelligent and and um and funny and just like me. Like I was like, I'm like you, you're like me, what's going on? Aww. Yeah. It was, it was just such a good phone call. I was like, I can't believe so much of your personality comes from your DNA, but I really feel like it does. And Mm -hmm. his wife was so nice. Um, like she's been great. She's been super warm and super sweet. And the stepmom I wish I could have always had. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, they told me, they said, um, this is something we prepared for. And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) And they said that when they got married, um, he was very forthcoming with her. And he said, you know, that he had had a very wild time in between his first marriage and her. And, uh, that it was not impossible that there couldn't be some random kids running around somewhere. And, uh, what, what would they do about that? How would they want to handle that? You know? Wow. Um, so like they had already spoken about this in their marriage and they pretty much already had a plan as to how they would handle mm. things <laughs> if That's- an unexpe- unexpected surprise came. <laughs> That's actually really mature. <laughs> I, I know. It's so cool. And I mean, like, so this is an example of how we're like, so My dad I grew up with, he, if you text message him, you will be extremely lucky if you get a response because he doesn't really understand how that works that well, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's only, I don't know what he is, he was born in like 59, so he's only like in his 50s, I think. (laughs) And, like, so he's not, like, ancient or anything, and but he really just doesn't get it. He doesn't play with technology or use his phone that often, so I'm like, okay, fine. But my bio dad is, you know, older than him by at least five years, and, like, the next day after we talked, you know, he's sending me text messages with, like, gifts and, like, with entire, complete conversations, and I'm just like, wait, what? Wow.
1: What a, what a change here. You're finally getting this great communication.
0: Yeah, it was just crazy weird, crazy weird. And then, uh, so my grandma passed away after I made, you know, I had made contact with them about the beginning of May. My grandma passed away mid June and, um, um, by then, you know, that whole family knew. Everyone knew. I hadn't come out on Facebook yet, so I, I let uh, I let my bio family know, like, hey, we'll talk and get to know each other, but I don't want to put anything on Facebook yet. And um, they were fine with that. But So my grandma passed away, and, you know, I was in this really awkward position of just feeling so weird. Like, everyone said, oh, nothing will change. But it just didn't feel like that. You know, um, they posted my grandma's obituary. And so my first thought is when you're writing an obituary and you're listing children or grandchildren, typically you're going to go in birth order from oldest to youngest. Right? Like yeah. that's that's like the traditional um, format. Mm-hmm they did the opposite because I'm the oldest. So they made sure to put us at the end. (laughs) So, and I know, I feel like that was super intentional on my stepmom's part Uh because they wouldn't even let me have a part in planning anything for her. And I was super close with my grandma, you know, and I think everyone just resented that, especially when they found out what they found out. And, uh, you know, her, my grandma's sisters would come up to me and, you know, want to give me hugs and stuff at the funeral and, you know, just be super comforting. And they kind of weren't that way as much with my sister because my sister was not close with my grandma. Mm -hmm. And so she got really jealous over that. And there was just a lot of hurt feelings, you know, and, um, I'm standing, over my grandma's casket at her funeral, and my stepmom is standing right next to me, and we're looking down at her, and we're just talking about, you know, how they made her look pretty good, you know, the kind of yeah. s- small talk you have at funerals, and my stepmom says, yeah, and they shine that ring up real nice so they can give it back to me, and I can give it to my granddaughter. Oh, my gosh. It, it, like, she made it a point to say that to me over my grandma's casket at the funeral. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, meanwhile, my, my bio dad and my stepmom, who live in Florida, by the way, they just retired to Florida about a year ago. So it was slightly too late <laughs> to to meet them right away. Oh, wow. um, they sent me a peace lily the day my grandma died and a really nice note and just like to let me know that I was supported from you know, 1,500 miles away. Yeah. So that was really sweet. And um, so all three of my four sisters live within an hour of me. So I've met three of them. Um, the other one lives in Illinois. I haven't met her yet. And then I haven't got to meet my dad and my stepmom yet because they're in Florida. But we actually have plans if COVID doesn't disrupt everything, <laughs> we have plans to fly down there and see them over Christmas break. Mm. So, yeah. But he lived um, he lived in a town 20 minutes away from me my whole life. Oh. Until last year when they retired.
1: <laughs> oh, Diane. Oh, mm. so close. Yeah, yeah,
0: oh. yeah. And then, uh, so... Meanwhile, um, I have finally, uh, come out on Facebook. Um, my, at first, so they had my bio or my family I grew up with had said that nothing would change. And for me, what that means is I would only see them on holidays anyway, because they live two miles away from me and we literally never see them. They never ask to see my kids like that's the way it always has been. So that was just par for the course. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. That means I won't hardly talk to them at all anyway. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, but then uh, my stepmom unfriended me on Facebook. And my sister stopped talking to me, which she was the only one I talked to consistently. I never talked to my dad and my stepmom very often, but I talked to my sister pretty much weekly. Or at least twice a week, because we all live in the same town, you know. And uh, um, my my sister wasn't talking to me. My stepmom unfriended me on Facebook, which told me where she stood, you Mm -hmm. know. And then my husband saw her at Walmart, and he was with our youngest, our seven-year-old. And our seven-year-old didn't see her, but he saw her, and she saw him. And she, like, walked right by them like she didn't even know them.
1: That's terrible.
0: Yeah. So, um, since then, I have talked to my my half sister that I grew up with, which technically by blood is not related to me at all now. Yeah. Which was yeah. very hard for her and for me. Um, but we have figured out a dynamic where we talk like nothing ever happened. So we know that we probably won't have holidays together anymore, but I feel like we can probably hopefully still maintain the friendship and the closeness we Mm -hmm. had. But the most difficult part about that is I can't talk to her about my bio family because I feel like it's a sore subject. Like, I don't want to hurt her feelings. So we just still talk about day-to-day stuff and I don't really share Lot about them, but um, they've been awesome. I mean, my one sister, the one that I clicked with right away, we we talk multiple times a week for several hours at a time. Um, we both have seven year old daughters and they have had overnights together and spent lots of time together, and they call each other sister cousins. (laughs) because they said we're not just cousins we're sisters and i was like oh my heart (laughs) yeah and uh you know covid makes it hard because we've had to be really careful (laughs) Yeah, and not too too much with the contact but she only lives an hour away so we've been trying to make it work when we can when it's safe then, you know, I finally came out on Facebook and I, I just said, um, my way of putting it was because I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I was like, so I found out that, you know, my dad and I don't share DNA, only love, you know, cause I love him regardless of, mm-hmm. we were never close, but I love him. To me, he's still my dad.
1: Yeah.
0: But, um, I call my bio dad. Dad, as well, and he feels like a dad. You know, that's that's a piece that I feel like I was missing. Wow, when did you start calling
1: your bio dad dad?
0: Um, I want to say maybe a month after we'd been talking because it just felt natural. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's sweet. I mean, I even call my stepmom yeah. mom usually, and. Wow. I never in, so I'm 37, and my other stepmom has been my stepmom since I was seven, so for 30 years, and I never once have even felt the desire to call her mom. No. And my mom always told me it was fine if I wanted to, mm-hmm. but I never wanted to. <laughs> no, she doesn't act at all loving mm-hmm. towards you. She's very exclusive. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's- it. It was very much all about her daughter, you know, like they did Christmas morning stuff without us where they would buy all kinds of extra things for the other two and not us. And, you know, it's not all about things, but it's about like being excluded, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. It just is. It just is what it is. And if that's the type of people they are, honestly, it was, it was almost a hardship to be a part of their family sometimes yeah. i my personality always was so different from theirs mm-hmm. um i sometimes had to do a lot of i call it O okaying and what i mean by that is when someone says something that you either know is completely not true like it's out of character for someone you know Or it just doesn't make sense. Like, you know it's a bald-faced lie, but you don't want to have a confrontation with them about it. Um, My way of dealing with that is, oh, okay, and then we just move on. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Because it's kind of like if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So I just choose to say, oh, okay, and then we move on. And I had a lot of moments like that growing up with my stepmom and my sister. <laughs> so
1: Yeah. Okay. I totally get it. Oh, I've I feel like I've had
0: to do that a couple times in my life with people.
1: Mm-hmm. A good tactic.
0: Yeah. So it's just it's it's a lengthy story and it's a little all over the place. Uh, but there, you know, were lots of things that happened and I solved my story that I didn't even know I had while I was trying to solve someone else's.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad we got to record all of it. You know, it would have been abbreviated had we used um, Zoom instead. So I'm glad we were able to record your whole story today. Mm -hmm. And one other thing I have to ask you about was, Mm -hmm. um, first of all, you're crazy smart to be able to figure all that out with all your second cousins and mystery cousins. uh, Yeah. Did you say that you have acted now as a, a DNA angel, a search angel?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. So I've I've helped a few other people uh, discover who oh. their biological parents are, um, because I'm just I'm really good at this stuff, and I really love doing it. Like yeah. it's if I could figure out how to get you know extremely well paid at that, and not have to not have to be an accountant also. <laughs> I would totally do that. Maybe it's my retirement job. I don't know, but for now it's a it's a fun hobby on the side and I totally like helping people.
1: This is good for me to know I might be contacting you privately on my own. Okay. <laughs> I have a couple questions so uh, of people that I'm working with on the side but I don't I don't I just can't see it like some I know some of you in the groups, talk about, oh, well, if you have this CMs and this match, mm-hmm. I'm going to look at this table. I just, yeah, it's a hard one for me. But if people want to get in touch with you, uh, because you're using an alias, I will just say that they can go ahead and reach out to me, npestories at gmail.com. I will make sure and pass along any questions or comments to Diane. Also, I can be reached uh, through Instagram at lilymwood Lily is spelled
0: L-I-L-Y-M as in Marie. You know, everybody's story is different. And I know that a lot of people really have a hard time forgiving their mothers. You know, like, how could they do this? How could they do this to me? But sometimes it almost helps to, like, put yourself in their shoes. What would you have done? You know, that there were different times. There were different circumstances. And people were scared. And we didn't have the readily access to like be able to get a DNA test and just get it for like the low, low price of this, (laughs) you know, in such a short amount of time. So, I mean, sometimes they need a little grace. Mm.
1: Thank you. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. Just a reminder, I do have a crossover episode with Steve Urgis of everything's relative being released next week on november 30th 2020 and she will also be releasing uh an episode with me as well and thanks again to diane for sharing today these stories are here for us to identify with if you are an npe that would like to share your story email npestories at gmail.com you do not have to give any identifying information If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.